I gave it a thought for a few days and I said, you know what? That's not right. I'm not going to let this fly. I'm fine. We are filing lawsuit. I called my husband. I said, are you in? And he, you know, wasn't very happy about it in the beginning. I said, look, Bob, we can't let this go. You know, if we don't speak up about these things and we don't fight back with teeth on this stuff, we're going to lose our country. And and we are people who can do it. We have the means. We have, you know, the, the guts to do it. I don't care. I told him, I said, I don't care. You know, if somebody shows up at my door, so be it. Hello, and welcome to The Joe Mobley Show. I'm your host, Joe Mobley, and you're listening to the only place in cyberspace where we talk about being conservative. We hit on current events, the politically correct cancel culture, and problems with civil discourse. But most importantly, we discuss what you can do to come out of the conservative closet. The Joe Mobley Show is a new and exciting podcast that airs weekly on Monday mornings. We have a range of controversial topics on deck. Even so, it's important that we hear from you what matters most. Be sure to send questions, comments, and things you'd like to hear discussed to ask at thejoemobleyshow.com. That's ask at thejoemobleyshow.com. To make sure you stay informed on the latest content, be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Welcome back to The Joe Mobley Show. I am Joe Mobley, your host, and happy Insurrection Day from my heart to yours. January 6th, democracy almost lost, babies dying, conservatives throwing Capitol Police off of the roof of the Capitol building. All of that was apparently going down this time last year. And tonight, we're going to talk about it. We've got an awesome group of guests. We've got Demis Christophe, the host of Immigrant Corner and a longtime friend of the show. And we have uh, reporter and kick-butt uncloseted conservative Wendy Strouch Mahoney uh, and uh, someone who I've never met, but Wendy vouches for her, her daughter Genevieve Mahoney. Probably. She'll let us know. Uh, So I hope you guys had a wonderful Christmas. Uh, If you're offended by that, then you've clicked on the wrong video and goodbye. Um, I hope that you guys had a wonderful new year and I hope that you're ready for a year of just unbridled fact checks, just relentless truth, smacking down liberal lies, political elites, uh, definitely Dr. Fauci, mainstream media, lamestream, all of these groups, we are holding them accountable this year uh, online and in person, whatever that means to you. So I hope you enjoy the show. Wendy, Demis, how are you guys? Happy New Year, buddy. Thanks, man. Uh, I feel like I haven't seen either of you in so long. Uh, one, because Wendy, it's been a crazy long time since we saw each other. And Demis, it's been like like six or eight weeks. I mean, we probably live 10 minutes apart. <laughs> it's been a year, bro. I haven't yeah. seen since last year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, guys, I totally forgot to mention this, but if all goes well... We are streaming on Rumble today for the first time. Let's see. Ooh. Let's see. I don't know. Fancy. I can't even tell. It's Rumble just happening. Like a, 
I mean, it looks like it's happening on this window. So, oh, wait, there we are, guys. We're on Rumble. So, uh, sorry, not sorry. I am going to be leaving Facebook. I just decided to not stream to Facebook anymore. Um, And I'm sure a lot of you have strong feelings about that. And you can send them to the comment card. It's no reply at (laughs) noonecares.com. There's a team waiting for your email. Um, But... We'll be on YouTube because that's where the people are for as long as YouTube has us on. We're also not self-censoring anymore, so I am sure YouTube is going to cancel my channel. So I've got, I think, 3.1 thousand followers. Please follow me on Rumble uh, because we're not doing the self-censorship anymore. It's died off in 2021, whether we're talking about COVID, vaccines, vaccine injuries, which is a thing I can't be removed for saying that YouTube. I didn't say anything about which vaccines or particular vaccines, but vaccine injury is a thing. It's a real thing. It's in medical dictionaries. Um, So guys, the time on YouTube is short. Follow me on Rumble. Follow Demis on Rumble. Uh, Join our locals communities. Uh, You can join my locals community at the Joe Mobley show.locals.com. You can join his at immigrantcorner.locals.com. And since we're doing the commercials, like, share, and subscribe to the show. Oh, Wendy, you're wearing your sweatshirt. Hooray. Uh, so if you want some awesome merch like this, uncloseted conservative I'm also t-shirt. Wearing this one. <laughs> you're doubling down. Yes. <laughs> Uh, or awesome merch like Wendy is wearing, uh, you can get that at thedjomobleyshow.com slash shop. Uh, plenty of awesome stuff for you. And I'm sure Wendy can tell you, I just got uh, a Let's Go Brandon sweatshirt, this one, um, the other day. They're crazy soft. They're Bella and Canvas products. They're crazy soft. You can get drinkware. You can get Donald Trump gear. Um, we do have lots of female cuts. So if you're an actual female, if you identify as a female, this is probably not going to be flattering on you, but I don't care. Buy it anyway, uh, because it supports the show. And I think that's all of the commercialing that we need to do. So happy Insurrection Day, guys. My dog starts to bark in the minute. Happy Insurrection Day, buddy. Oh my gosh. I scribbled... Um, in Sharpie, I scribbled uh, everything woke turns to shit on the back of my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I should add that. I could add that. Yeah. You should send you me a picture. Add it to the back of a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you should send me a picture of your uh, shirt. So, hey, right now, this moment, there are more viewers on Rumble than YouTube. So, yes, you guys are doing the right thing. Yes, sir. We're giving out more the vibe. Uh, so... Wendy, everyone knows Demis and I, so we are going to put you on the screen, girl. Uh, tell us who you are and, and what you do, and I will show some of your work in the background. All right. Well, so hopefully my dog won't bark too much. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. All right. Good. Uh, I work for Uncover DC. Um, we have probably written more about more truth about COVID and the election and the border and you name it than any other independent outlet. Um, We put out a PDF on COVID in September of all of our articles up until then, starting with 
Celia Farber's fantastic one in April, um, the one on PCR testing, which kind of kicked off the whole COVID thing. And um, I am extremely proud of the work that we've done on Uncovered EC. I, I really have to say, um, we've got me and Michelle Edwards writing right now. And um, Tracy, of course, has her Dark Delight podcast with Frank. And um, we are just really, really committed to getting information out there that is well-sourced, um, that, you know, doesn't have, you know, takes out the bias as much as a human possibly can. Uh, most of our articles are news, not opinion. That's very important to Tracy. And, oh, yes, there's an article of mine that I think I wrote right after I came back from January 6th a year ago. That freezing day. Oh, my gosh. It was so cold, Joe, wasn't it? Yeah, it was crazy cold. So, and that's part of the reason that I wanted to have Wendy and and Genevieve on the show because we were there. Um, and there's so much fake news about what went on that day. Um, so 2022 and every year thereafter, the year of truth and then just the movement of truth and getting uncomfortable and slapping down. I stopped saying libtards. I really did in 2021. Slapping down ill-informed and sometimes just lying liberals. Uh, that's where we're at. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, what the vibe was uh, at the Capitol and in and around D.C. on 1-6. Um, because if you're watching this, I'm sure you know. But I also know that there are some moderates, there are some Democrats, uh, there are some people that just aren't super politically involved and don't have themselves glued to the news watching this. And I really appreciate that segment of the audience. So please just take in some of the what actually happened and what it actually was like. And don't watch the the very cinematic propaganda things that CNN, I watched one from ABC last oh, night. And it was a bunch of their reporters talking about how hey guys, they couldn't I have believe... A- I have a guest uh, guest over here. My hey, hey. <laughs> Hello, little one. Say hi, Nico. Hi. Hi, Nico. Yes. He's looking for his mom. Guys, give me a second. I'll Welcome be right back. Welcome to the internet. So hundreds of people are going to see you, but thousands of people are going to hear you yeah. on Monday. So that's He's exciting. He's going to be famous. Yes. <laughs> yes. Little Dennis. Uh so, Wendy, what was the vibe like for you in D.C. other than cold? Because I, yeah, I fully appreciate uh, the cold. This is me and my my group. Uh, this is us hanging out there uh, in D.C., which is so funny because, you know, supposedly these are white supremacists here. Um, oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you, it, it wasn't so bad for a black guy surrounded by white supremacist uh, in, in KKK capital of the world or whatever. Um, but what was it like for you there on Insurrection Day? So my sisters, uh, all of our my sisters, and Genevieve and her cousin Nan, uh, we all got up super early, took the train in, walked over to stand in line very early for Trump's speech. As you, I'm sure you remember, the lines were massive. I mean, we stood for hours trying to get into where he was speaking. 
Um, you know, there were very few bathrooms that day. It was almost cruel what they did that day. I mean, I it, used the bathroom as soon as I got there. It, I knew. It was absolutely freezing cold. Trump gave his speech. Um, he went late. Um, his speech went late. Um, and after he ended his speech, we headed all headed down. And it was people were talking and dancing and, you know, carrying their Trump flags and their American flags. And there was nothing but love that day. I mean, in terms of, you know, right there at, at, you know, before Trump spoke and then during his speech. And then even when we walked up to the Capitol, the same thing. I mean, people in the crowd were talking with each other. There was not anybody, you know, wanting to do anything wrong or whatever. And then suddenly my sisters and I started to notice kind of lines of mostly men um, just shouting at us, trying to prod us to go into the Capitol, uh, you know, saying this is our, you know, this is our day and, you know, this is our house and we should be able to go in there. And and so I just, think I saw for, some of these provocateurs. Yeah, that just for clarity, she's referring to the FBI agents. Those, yeah. <laughs> those would be the guys, but continue. Those would be the people I'm referring to, yes. I mean, they were conspicuously different in energy from everybody else. I'm going to tell you that. I mean, it is no surprise to me that Julie Kelly and Darren Beatty are finding what they're finding it's no surprise to me. And as you know, I've written a couple of articles on, you know, connecting Michigan and, you know, it's almost identical to what happened in Michigan, you know, how they used informants and engaged people and FBI was infiltrating. And if anybody, if you know anything about the history of the FBI, I mean, this is not their first rodeo. This is not the first time they've done this, right? So there was a lot of that. We got up to the scaffolding and actually I think we would have gone into the Capitol had we been able to get in, but we wouldn't have broken in. We would have walked in because some people were just opening the door, you yeah. know, doors for people. At least that's what was being reported. So it was not, it wasn't what people think. And actually I'm a little bit irritated with these congressmen and women who are saying, you know, it's terrible what they did that day, because for the most part, it wasn't terrible what anybody did that day. It really wasn't. Yeah, the only the only way it's possible that they are saying that it was $1.5 million of damage is, and I wrote government contracts when I was in the Army for about four years. The only way it's possible they got to these damage estimates, because you look at the photos and some of the damage is trash on the floor. Oh, there's a bottle of water on the floor and it costs 60K for the janitor to pick it up and throw it away. And these ridiculous contracting bids and these yeah. ridiculous offers to replace the little tiny bit of things that were broken, like three windows and a desk or some bookshelf yeah. or something got knocked over. And they're like, that's $1.5 million. No mention of the billion dollars of damage BLM and Antifa have done. No mention. Of that's okay, bro. Those are okay. Yeah. So anyway, can continue. Yeah. So I, I would say that what Darren Beatty and Julie Kelly it sounds right to me, given what I saw. I did see isolated groups of men every once in a while yelling and screaming and pushing through the crowd and trying to get people to, you know, what are you doing? Why aren't you coming with us? That kind of thing. 
And most people were just looking at them like, no, <laughs> we're not going to do that. We're, you know, we're just enjoying ourselves. And at one point when we were standing below, you know, the balustrade there and the stairs and the scaffolding, they started throwing pepper spray on us. Did you, were you in reach of all of that? Yeah, that, that's exactly when I left. So the group of people that I was with, um, again, you know, pictured here, uh, the group of people. So I, I live in Loudoun County, uh, must see TV every other Tuesday night because of our ridiculous school board, Loudoun County, that one, I live right here and kind of in the middle of the County. Um, but I'm a member of the Loudoun County women's, the Loudoun County Republican women's club. I know I'm a dude. It's weird. But anyway, uh, that group was going to the Capitol. They were going to Metro in at about 9 a.m. But this group of people seen here, there are also some uh, awesome uh, activists from Virginia. Actually, one of them is from California, but we, we won't give them away. But they were like, hey, you know, Joe's a security guy. He's got like, so we want him to come with us. And they wanted to go at 6 a.m. So I'm like, yes, I'm going to go with you guys. We're going to get there early, uh, get to the Porter Johns quickly. Um so they did, they kind of depended on me to be like, because in particular, uh, you know, the the oldest, the wisest member of the group was like, hey, there is potential for something bad to happen um, with this amount of people. So when you think it's time to go, we'll go. Uh, I'm, I'm there like you were there um, when this was the scene. This is as close as I got, because when this was the scene right here, um, we're, we're getting up to a spot where there's still some law enforcement oh, up so here in, in their yellow jackets. Uh, there's still law enforcement up on the roof, uh, which apparently they just vacated the roof, which makes absolutely no sense. Uh, but here is where I smelled the unmistakable smell of an OC, you know, pepper spray type thing. I didn't hear the pops of the canisters popping, but I could look up, I could see the smoke. Uh, and I looked at them and I was like, it's time to get out of here. Um, so this was whatever time this was. Oh, this is time stamped, but um, I'm in PDF view oh, right now. But this is where we, so you were up here then near the no, scaffolding. We, we were on the left-hand side scaffolding where the guy was yelling for people to go in. Oh, this one. That one right yeah. below there. And then we walked to the right of it and we were literally underneath that balcony there and the they were throwing the pepper spray bombs on us i mean it was pretty bad i've never had that i've never had that happen to me and there was no way to really avoid the sting in your eyes i mean we're holding our you know i have uh, had that happen to me it's terrible but yeah, yeah when i smelled that smell i knew it was time to uh to leave and, so let uh, me ask you a question joe so why do you think it is, I mean, I have my theories, why do you think it is that um, they did not send reinforcements in that day? They knew that there was going to be a huge crowd that day. I mean, they knew that. I mean, come on. And, you know, the other thing is, don't they have really good facial recognition camera stuff to recognize these people who are telling people to go into the Capitol? And why did they take... Epps off the list of the most wanted. I mean, there are just so many questions and so little time to answer all of them. Here's here's the deal, guys. 
the United States has obviously the most advanced military law enforcement and intelligence, if you just lump all of that together, uh, community resources and tools, bar none, not Mossad, not SAS, not whoever you're thinking of the United States. We spend 10x what the other nations spend. Um, so yeah, when you go somewhere like New York City, when you go somewhere like the Capitol, in and around the Pentagon, anywhere in D.C., you are being surveilled, period. Just drive down there, walk down there and take a look. And yeah. the camera, the apparatus is robust, okay? Um, yeah. Not like, I mean, even when you see the footage of the Boston bomber and they, they combed through uh, security camera footage, uh, pods, because uh, they have pods in Boston. They also have pods in D.C. They, they comb through open source footage from social media. They and ping, they ping uh, telephones, right? Yeah, yeah, which is how they, they locate a lot of the people. I mean, that's how they got the ballots, uh, the ballot, the video in uh, the ballots in Georgia, by the way. Yeah. Through the vote. Yeah, that's going to be a good investigation. So here's the deal. If you believe what the government's saying, that they don't know who people are, in, and these people apparently broke in and did an unarmed insurrection where they didn't kill anyone, only the government killed someone, uh, first, the first non-weaponized insurrection in the history of the world. Think about that. Um, if you believe that, then you're a fool because they were in one of the most heavily surveilled parts of the country yeah. In a heavily surveilled building. Um, so no, that's that's just a farce. It's it's a total lie. Um and speaking of lies, and uh Wendy just kind of talked about this. No, I like this one better. Can I zoom? I I can't zoom. So this, if you haven't seen this, it's January 5th, 2021. Oh, yeah. Um and and January 6, 2021, Raga MAGA rally maps, okay? So here's the thing. People are saying that Donald Trump, and a lot of you believe this, so listen, they're saying Donald Trump instructed the hundreds of thousands, however many people, I think it was at least a million people, to go over to the Capitol and basically break in. Um, the, when it first happened, the media narrative was there was a rally at the Ellipse, and in between the ellipse and, and the monument. And that was it. That was all that was planned. We were all going to listen to Donald Trump speak. Uh, you know, hooray, 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 wave flags and go home. And Donald Trump told us to go to the Capitol and break in. But here's the thing. No. This was a two-day planned event. You've got the Jericho March. There's a prayer walk here. It's got times. This is from 11.45 to 2 p.m. Save the Republic rally. And then you go over to January 6th. There was a freedom rally occurring before Donald Trump spoke. Totally different event. There were multiple events. These are overlapping. This freedom mm -hmm. rally is from 12 to 4. The wild protest is from 10 to 5. You can see the speakers. Dr. Simone Gold was at one. Like, you really had to decide what you were going to go to. There's the Jericho March. There was a group of people praying around the Capitol. But then you can see this yellow outline. There was a march for Trump. So mm -hmm. everything that you've heard 
is a lie. The night before, when I decided to go there at 6 a.m., I knew we were going to go here. We were going to walk there. We were going to see this. I did want to see one of the prayer circles to see what it was like. But then CNN said that Donald Trump told us all to go to the Capitol spur of the moment and break into the place. But this is proof. Like, this is proof. This is a screenshot, date and time stamped from um, Fog City Midge's Twitter. I took the screenshot, not as evidence, but so I knew where to go and what to do. So is she, is Midge, responsible for the insurrection? Oh, she's colluding with Trump. That's it. It's it's freaking out. We've, we've cracked the code. Finally. Oh, Dennis, dude, I, I didn't even see that you were back. <laughs> All right, Dennis, go. Oh. I've been back. <laughs> uh, so, the insurrection, man. I mean, look, people were in the Capitol before Trump finished his speech. That's right. So, you know, the sign language or the smoke signal that Trump sent the people who went into the Capitol was very strong. That's yeah. true, because when we were walking, it's a walk from the ellipse to the Capitol. Is it like I a mile no- walk? Yeah, we had no idea when we got there that people had busted into the Capitol. Well, well, keep in mind, it's a mile walk. And people who were already at the footstep footstep of the Capitol were not at the speech. So it's not like people were on their phones like, oh, Trump just finished his speech. So, you know, storm in. It wasn't like go, go now, do it now. He walked you know? peacefully from Trump's speech to the cap. Uh, right, because, because they, they were accusing a lot of people who were at the stage where Trump was speaking for committing in, committing an insurrection while he was still talking at the time, like you know, at the time he was still talking. But they charged him just because they were there. They were not even at the Capitol. They were no one near the Capitol. But the important part is that uh, Congress is refusing to release the videos. Yeah. Okay. And the videos they released showed a bunch of lost tourists like people. Because they walked into the cab, they're like, okay, what do we do now? It's not that they ran in. The guy, I saw a bunch of guys, they're just like, you know, going in circles. They're just looking around. They don't know what's going on. They don't know what to do. They just literally just walk into the Capitol. Then you see everybody, you know, lined, you know, they walk into the, you know, to the hall, you know, nobody jumped over the rope. Everybody like as if like it was a tour they were going into. So um, look, what I think happened was Democrats got what they wanted. This is exactly what they wanted. They this stopped the voting challenge on their behalf. And it was planned. They knew, they knew that, you know, if nothing like this would have happened, (laughs) they wouldn't be able to uh, challenge the votes. Well, even, even more than that, and I, I fully believe that the whole thing, it's super simple, but I believe the whole thing was about this. Nancy Pelosi and her cronies got together and they said, the goal is, uh, they said, yeah, you know, the election was rigged. Got it. Check. Whatever. We're over it. Um, but the goal is we have to stop Donald Trump from running. And, 
you know, he's like this crazily successful, egomaniacal businessman. He's not just going to bow out. I fully believe there's a lot of people talking about a lot of things. Donald Trump is running for president. Like, I hate to spoil it for everyone. Donald Trump is running for president. Like, have you ever met the, have you ever seen this guy? Um, so Pelosi and the political elite got together and they're like, we have to do something to disqualify him from running for president. They've tried this, they've tried tax evasion, they've tried everything. And the capstone was the coup, the unarmed, unplanned coup. Joe, you gotta, you gotta realize Trump made the Republicans and the Democrats look like crap. In his, during the, his time in his office. Yeah. He made them look like shit. Both of them, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He challenged both of them. He called out both of them, especially McConnell. I can't wait for that guy to leave. Yeah. God. I cannot <laughs> wait. It's bad. Okay. There's a reason Pelosi is not running again. She's, re- she's retiring. There's a reason these people are leaving office. It's because... Once this happens again, meaning Democrats lose and whoever the next nominee is going to be is going to take office, all these people, all these people are going to be named name. But since they're no longer in there, they're like, oh, well, you know, we're no longer in this office. You know, whatever happened, happened. And, you know, whatever, the legacy is just going to get tainted a little bit. And that's it. Just like Obama. You know, mm-hmm. where's Obama? Where is the community organizer? <laughs> Pulling strings. He's at his beach house, even though he thinks that the beach is going to swallow. And what the problem lies is a lot of people who live here don't know the the dirty, uh, the dirty curtain in the politics. And you know, and you know, of course, after Trump got elected, everybody became experts in politics. Everybody became, you know, subject matter expert in how the government works and how things work. Yet. They can't even name the three branches of the government. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Oh, Americans they wouldn't, fail they wouldn't know who their, who their local representatives are. <laughs> they don't know who their mayor is. They don't know who their governor is. They don't know who their, you know, they don't, they don't even know who their garbage collector is at this point. You know, but politics, they know everything about it. They know, they know ins and, out, ins and out of the politics. But, you know, whatever that makes them feel better, I guess. Right? And what ha- I tell this to Joe, and I tell this all the time, propaganda is the, is the nuclear weapon of any power. Yeah. Yeah. It is the nuclear power of any, anyone that wants to gain power. If you have good propaganda, guess what? The bigger the lie. Yeah. Yep. You are winning. Yeah. So Democrats have that thing down to the T. Yeah, we we've got to get we've got to get the quote unquote narrative back. We really do. We've got to work harder at it. And you, you know, you know, I, I it's unfortunate that you know we say, oh, we speak the truth. You know, we want to expose the truth, but you know what? You you want to play dirty? We got to play dirty too. I agree. You know, they want to play propaganda game. We got to play it better. We have to play that. I agree, dude. That's all. That's the only way to, you know, that's the only way you could beat your enemy is play their own game. Yeah. You know, beat them at their own game because because now we're in their playing field. We're, they're not in ours. We are in theirs because they have 
succeeded in expanding the propaganda platform. It's all the news medias, all the social media networks. You know, anybody who slightly leans center to right, you're going to be disconnected. You're going to be shut down and you're no longer available to talk. So now you see Twitter. You're going to see um, uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube, and all the stuff. So these are all like uh, these are all leftist uh, uh, tech companies. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we have to play the game. So we have to step up the propaganda portion. You want to win? You step up the propaganda. You want to play dirty? We can play it better. Well, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. It, it's the year of the election, so um, never forget. Uh, Genevieve, so you were there as well on, yes. on Insurrection Day. The nation was can, can you hear lost. her? Yeah, Just yeah, we can hear her. <laughs> so I, I wanted her to tell you what happened after when we got home, the text messages she got, and a little bit about the lawsuit we've got going against Facebook. Um, Zuckerberg and what's her name got out, went out there. I don't know if you guys remember, but very shortly after uh, January 6th, they, they made a statement about how they were going to basically hunt down all the people that were attending the January 6th uh, rally. Mm -hmm. And so that gave an opening for us to um, file a lawsuit be because of some of the things that happened to Genevieve a defamation lawsuit, not a not a free speech one, a defamation lawsuit. And we think it's pretty strong. Liberty Justice Center has the lawsuit now. They they took it over in the fall. But anyway, Genevieve, go ahead and tell Joe and Dumas what what happened. Yeah, so I mean exactly what we were talking about with like cancel kind of culture, what we're seeing all the time now with media. So what happened is, you know, I posted a photo of my a picture of our capital because everyone was there i was proud to be there i wanted to show that the fact is i didn't support what was going on and i wanted them to recognize their constituents you know the fact is is i know what i voted i know how i cast my vote and i know how my friends did and what they're about to vote on was not right and so that's why i was there i posted the photo to share that with people on my instagram which was public, which, I mean, it, it worked out very much like in this lawsuit, everything's kind of fallen into place and it works out very well. But I posted it and subsequently when I got home, I started getting messages and DMs about how I'm a terrorist and I'm inciting dangerous things. And I'm, you know, like the biggest thing was terrorist because that was said to me and that was just, that was unforgivable because we know what a terrorist is and what I did was not that. I was there peacefully, was representing myself and hoping that people would see me. And instead, I get messages from people who were my followers, originally my friends, obviously no longer. Um, from from campus, from a campus for, account. Uh, yeah, the, the big thing was that, you know, what happened was we have a campus um, kind of Instagram page that would post funny things, originally memes. It was a meme page. They ended up screenshotting my account and sharing and saying, this person was at the insurrection, make sure to block them, make sure to report them. They are inciting violence. They should not come back to campus. They should be Ooh, considered that they should not be allowed. And yeah, so that's, uh, that's a lot a of people no -no. follow. Yeah, a lot of people follow that page. I follow that page for memes, not for that kind of content. And so that's kind of where we were able to say, okay, 
there was a message that Facebook actually released right after what happened. And they said, you know, please report any photos that you see because these people are rebel, rebel rousers. You know, they're terrorists. We need to report those people that are posting those photos because they're bad people. They're awful people. And it was false. That was false information. That was not right. And they shouldn't have posted that. Because it was false. That is that's defamatory for sure. And, and and so what happened too is that she what really ticked me off to be honest with you is she then got a letter from the university under the guise of she was breaking the COVID rules. Well, this was twelve days before she was supposed to go to get back to campus. She had ever into every intention of testing. It, you know, there was nothing having to do with that. But it was kind of their veiled threat about you know her being at this big event. And so I actually called the assistant dean myself and, you know, not, not meanly, but, but in a pretty strong way, I said to him, look, why are you handling it? Why are you writing my 19 at the, at the time, my 19-year-old daughter a note? She thinks that basically you're threatening her to come back, you know, so she can't come back to the campus. That's how this note reads to her. I said, that's not how you handle a situation like that. Where was the phone call to ask her what her perspective of what happened and, and to come out with it and be honest about why you were actually writing the letter in the first place? I said, where did you get this information? I knew where they got it. And where did you get it? And, and he, you know, he told me and I said, I said, this is wrong. That's not how you handle people. It's a private university. We're paying a crap ton of money for her to go there, you know, for her to be treated like, you know what? It's just, it was, the whole thing was just, and, and you should see the screenshots of these, you know, vermin sending my daughter these messages. Just horrible, horrible messages. She's a racist. You know, she follows a man who's a racist. She's, you know, a, ter a domestic terrorist. They were already using that messaging early on. You know, this, this was the night we got back. Terrible. So I when I saw that I, I gave it a thought for a few days and I said, you know what? That's not right. I'm not gonna let this fly. I'm fine. We are filing a lawsuit. I called my husband. I said, Are you in? And he, you know, he wasn't very happy about it in the beginning. I said, Look, Bob, we can't let this go. You know, if we don't speak up about these things and we don't fight back with teeth on this stuff, we're gonna lose our country. And and we are people who can do it. We have the means, we have, you know, the, the guts to do it. I don't care. I told him, I said, I don't care. You know, if somebody shows up at my door, so be it. So that's why we filed the, filed the lawsuit. And I really hope, you know, of course, they're trying to get it into California, um, you know, where Facebook is. They're, they're trying to hear the case there. So we're fighting that right now, but. That's that's what it takes, and I agree. I'm I'm looking out for five lawsuits. Three of them are already filed. Uh, I'm I'm one of five named parents that are suing AG uh, Merrick Garland um, yeah. and the Department of Justice. That, like, guys, we have to do this to if we're going to get our country back. Um, I will say that you guys have uh, some fans in the chat. Uh, DB says his daughter's going through the same thing. So nice to see young people standing up. Uh, and great. and I agree because when we, we look at like snowflakes and like Demis and I have talked about this before, like the safe spaces, um, people. I Someone sent me a picture the other day and it was a complaint. It was a workplace complaint 
uh, filed to someone. So the supervisor puts out that we're now going to be wearing masks on our Zoom <laughs> meetings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm it's just offense, like, people. Everyone should have quit. No, a mask on him because he didn't feel comfortable yeah. and safe, and Aww. everyone should feel comfortable and safe. The and it's unmask, like the unmask uh, scared the heck out of the the person. If you believe in evolution and Darwinism and all that, and you're that person, go kill yourself. Like natural selection is telling you. To, you, could go to you could go to Australia. They'll do uh, assisted suicide. Yeah. Yeah. All you need to do is put a scratch and sniff sticker at the bottom of a pool, and this idiot would jump in and do it. Problem solved. I mean, maybe I should. I would have joined that Zoom call with my camera off <laughs> and with my monitor off at the same time. I will just have the audio. And when they call for me, I'll be like, I want everybody's monitor to be turned off because I am scared <laughs> of people who wear masks because they remind me of robbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And terrorists, because yeah. also oh, they, you know, they put the scarf in front of their face when they're attacking. Yeah, you know, just come with all that crap. You know, then like, okay, it's safe to enter. Then that's when I enter. Play their game. You gotta play their game. This, you know, you want to be stupid. I can be stupid too. You know, so uh, Joe knows. I mean, you know, this is this is. Uh, I don't know if you remember, Wendy. I'm. I went to the school board and I told them you gotta call you gotta call my kids kings and queens <laughs> with the pronouns. And I told them yeah. you have to address me as master. <laughs> he did. He did. So um, you know that video went viral. <coughs> and it's was that the June meeting? That was uh, August. The August meeting. Yeah, I'm, I I was there at the June meeting. That was the August meeting, and um, I went back and spoke October, mm-hmm. October or November time. I can't remember. And this is after with the with that six scandal thing that broke out. And um, I walked in clapping, cheering them on, telling them you guys graduated from being disgraced to pedophiles in their face. I have no shame. I'm very blunt. Joe knows. I have no filter. Um, I I came I came from a country where you know you know you're always silenced. You're not allowed to speak your mind. Like you can't speak your uh, you, you can't speak what you believe in. And you know this is why I'm here. Here I could say whatever I want, no matter how stupid it is. You know I don't have to have everybody agree with what I have to say. Um, that's the best part. You could disagree with me. You could disagree with me, and I could disagree with you, and that's it. That's where it ends. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong that's with having a disagreement. normal and healthy. So, There's so no- here's here's how I far mean, off the story everything is. Didn't Kamala Harris today compare this to Pearl Harbor or some such thing? Oh, Kamala and nine eleven. Oh my god! I mean, this. I mean, she can't believe that. She can't believe that. It's and, a, and who believes that? Propaganda. You know what? Didn't these people, when we're talking about the worst events in history, didn't these like people burn down the White House before the current White House that we have? Aren't these those same people 
But, you know, you would need to know, you know something I, about history. Uh, you know, this, this is what I wish I really had a time machine so I could zip her ass to that time at that moment <laughs> at that second in that one house. Yeah, it's on fire, paintings and things destroyed. Uh, I, I don't know the casualty report, I'll be honest. I should have Googled that before. Uh, so, real... Let, let's go back to this for a second. So there, because uh, Genevieve, you weren't here earlier, there were a ton of people. I do believe that this was the biggest crowd uh, that I've, I've ever been a part of. Um, but here's the thing. Like, what, did you ever feel unsafe when you were there? Did you ever feel like someone in the crowd was going to kill you, harm you, or anything like that while you were there? No. In fact, I felt the happiest and the safest and at most at home, I'd ever been, to be honest, you know. And the thing is, when you're in a real, here, I'll go back to this one. When you're in a real riot and um, and there's plenty of footage, the FBI's got the Kenosha footage and Lord knows they probably have uh, Seattle footage and, and Oregon and Washington State footage of riots, but it's not safe for anyone. In a riot, by definition, you think about Chaz Chop, uh, yeah. autonomous zone bullcrap, where a warlord took over in less than 24 hours and there were murders and rapes and a 900% increase in violent crime, not in a year, in weeks. It's anarchy. A riot is an anarchical zone. There's no rule of law. There are no sides. It's just unbridled crime. So even if we're the MAGA people, if this was truly a riot um, or an insurrection, or any of those things, no one is safe. And no one who was there felt threatened, except for when the police started shooting people in the neck for no reason. Uh, no yeah. one no one felt unsafe. But here's, like, this is one of the, there are so many photos that just prove that we've all been lied to. Yeah, we have hundreds of photos from that day. There's not one single photo of people fighting or throwing a fire yeah. bomb or... I mean, when it's going down, you're just checking your phone, cruising around. <laughs> There's this old yeah. lady. But right here, and and I wish I could zoom, guys. I don't know how to do it on this mouse here. Let me just try some buttons. Uh, anyway, you can see what... Oh, oh, wait. I think it's Command Plus. Oh, oh nice. yeah. Okay, now how do I scroll to the side, though? Ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> oh, I'm the world's worst millennial, guys. Can we just... All right. So now here we can see that there's an ambulance here. Um, oh, well, uh, actually. And a okay. fire truck. So there are two first responder plain Jane government buildings. So not only was it an unarmed insurrection, uh, no government officials were harmed. AOC was apparently raped and murdered, and she's dead, but she's yeah. alive and she wasn't even in the building. Mm -hmm. Um but here's the thing. So this is, yes, this building, it does rep represent seat of government. Yeah, it does. And if you if you look up coups, they're storming buildings like this in other countries. They've got guns. They've got bricks. They've got Molotov cocktails. They've, basically anything from your standard BLM yeah. Antifa crap fest riot. Uh, but these first, this is the first encounter of government representation. Had this been a true riot, it would have looked like this. The very good. This is BLM. This is Antifa. Faces covered. Most of the faces here uncovered because we're not afraid of getting a cold. Um, oh, oh, my mouse has stopped working. Come back alive. Oh, 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 there we go. 
Um, but, you know, burning down buildings, causing $2 billion of damage, uh, heavily armed, heavily trained police force, the NYPD, more than 35,000 cops. I mean, and look at this hubris. Like, this is what riots look like, not necessarily coups, but the whole vibe, like, is just so wrong. It was so... It wasn't not even that. as wild as a frat party. It was so not that is what it was. I know, but they're making all these videos. They're discoloring everything and trying to make it look like like the 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 crowd suppressant gas, the OC gas canisters when they because it does have a little incendiary on it. So when they popped off that flash, they're trying to make they've they've made it look like those were explosions. <laughs> and and it just drives me crazy. Like the propaganda is so strong with these people. And guys, if you don't know someone, if you haven't talked to someone who was there, reach out to someone who was there and and talk to someone who was there at Pearl Harbor and see the difference. Talk to someone who was there at 9-11 or just any, everyone remembers every moment of the day of 9-11. And the truth is you don't remember every moment of the day of January 6th, unless you were a crazy delusional psychotic liberal um, and, or AOC. Uh, but I repeat myself, I guess. Or CNN. Yeah. But the whole, the whole vibe was just, not what we're hearing. Um, and you guys want to talk about that some? Because you're both women. You're, Go ahead, you're... Genevieve. I'm well, going to let the young one speak. So the big thing for me was that the fact is people followed me on Instagram. They were my friends and they knew me. They knew who I was. I mean, I, the things that I posted on my Instagram were photos of scenery of snow before I ever posted about what happened at the Capitol. I posted like pictures of me at, you know, in Colorado with my mom, stuff like that, like innocent stuff. And people genuinely believed that I was someone who could do something so horrible, even though I consider myself, I mean, I was raised by a very patriotic woman. That building is something I respect and I wanted that to be upheld. There was no way I would ever touch that building because it's something I care for. I want, it represents something that's important to me. And the fact that people just, they create something, they, they see an image, and that's all they see. And the moment that I posted something that just had the Capitol in it with an American flag waving, it was just done. You know, that's all they could see. They're blinded, and it's, it's sad because those are people I care about. And we don't want to lose those people because they are Americans, but they're really lost and they're really confused. And especially for someone like seeing my friends um, lose themselves like this, it's it's really, really sad. It's disappointing. But I mean, I what's good that's come out of this is there's people who've come and supported me. People like yourselves, people come out to my mom and it's just, that's where you kind of, you need to just remember that there are people who support you, who understand and know what really happened. And that we just have to focus on that. Yeah, she had a couple of friends write letters to the Dean for, yeah. on her behalf. Yeah. So, I mean, those are the things, you know, we do really need to find our people and band together. And, you know, part of me is is kind of resentfully sitting in a corner, not wanting to forgive people who have been so delusional and lying all the time. And then another oh part of me says, maybe, <laughs> thanks, Flynn. Um, maybe another part of me thinks that we don't, 
want to, maybe there are people in that group of people who might someday see, you know, have that moment where something dawns on them and they, you know, they're red pilled, you know, to, to coin a phrase. Um, so, I mean, there are those possibilities. I mean, even one of my sons called me one day and he's like, mom, you were right. <laughs> and all this time he's just been thinking I'm a total lunatic. And he just, one day it dawned on him, you know, so that, that was about COVID, but you know, it never mind. I mean, it's just the, everything down to the election and you know, COVID and this event. I mean, it's just the propaganda is so bad and it's just so frustrating to see people believe it. So frustrating. Yeah, it's 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 really bad. Look, uh, I told you I'm I'm uh, I'm recovering from COVID right now, and uh, so my voice is a little choppy. But uh, um, a friend of mine called me. He's like, he's like, how are your symptoms? I was like, yeah, a little mild, little. You know, it, it's annoying. It's like a bad cold. You know, but like my wife got it the worst. She like she had body ache or whatever. And I just talked to another buddy of mine. Same thing, like two or three days of body egg and you know whatever, and he was he was done. My brother, who has the shots, he was down for five days. I was yeah. down for four days, and I do not have the shots. I don't have any shots. No shots. You know, no shots. And. Uh, no. gotta, I, 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 I took, man, I took a shot before we started this. <laughs> I mean, you just have to get early treatment. I mean, people, come on, wake up. Early treatment. Don't go to the hospital. They're not going to help you there. Uh, can I just say that I'm glad, Demis, that your camera thing just uh, fritzed <laughs> out? Bro. Because hey. I'm, I'm the one always having freaking technical issues, and I'm just, can I just, there's that little bit of me that's happy that it happened to you this time. You know, I don't know why the timer on this thing is, it, it, kicked, it kicked in. It never used to do this. I used they, to. There he is. I promise, and I, I've looked at my metrics, I looked at the growth of my podcast, my social media platforms, and all that stuff, YouTube, and once they figure out that we're like, oh, they're conservative, they're outspoken, and people like what they say. It is throttle city. I've had technological issues that I've never had. I bought Dude, the, the newest, have, fanciest Mac. I've lost 20 subscribers in a month, and I haven't even put on the content yet. I've lost hundreds <laughs> of subscribers, and uh, don't get me started on Twitter. Um, Twitter is also, oh, yeah. they're doing another purge right now, um, I believe for the next oh. few days, and I've lost hundreds of uh, followers at a time. It's when when um, Trump was taken off, Tracy got taken off, and I lost. I had about fourteen thousand followers, and I lost half of them. My interview with Tracy got nuked before we finished. Uh, it's the only one. Some of my uh, episodes have been removed, but my interview with her, I think it was COVID uncovered. Oh well, there you go. Can't have uh, that, Joe. That'll do it. Yeah, the truth will get you every time. But there was not. There were. There was nothing disputable about what we said. It's just we have the wrong opinion. You just can't say it. So, so how are we going to take this this 2022 by storm? I have to. I admit, about a week ago, I was feeling so burned out and by storm. By, by storm. storm. Capital. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
Our torches. Mega rising. Got to use other platforms, I guess. I don't know. Yes. Rumble, Rumble's really weird. Someone just died. Some someone's head just exploded, and they died. No, seriously, what are we going to do? Like, what platforms are we going to use? How are we going to... What did what what we say? We're going to use other platforms. We're going to form use another economy. BitChute, uh, Gitter, uh, Rumble. I can't yeah. get any following on Getter. I, I, nobody follows me there. They don't care about me there. Oh, no. It's too early. I, so don't gotta, think, I don't think I follow I've been on there since the beginning. Nobody oh. cares about me. What? What's your handle, Wendy? Uh... Uh, on better at Wendy S. Mahoney, it's John Galt, but it's at Wendy Hess Mahoney. I think. Oh my gosh, I don't even follow you. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) what? All right, guys. So, yeah, there's Twitter and all the other bullcrap. 81 followers. All right, so here's what I'll do because I know some people that work here, which is how I got this. Uh, this this handy dandy verified whatever. Um, okay. But we'll, I'll 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 make some calls or send some text and and we'll get you verified. Thank but goodness. People watching here, go and follow her now, Wendy S Mahoney. You could also follow her on Twitter, and she's got her other. I'm on um, Gab. Yeah. I'm on CloudHub. Nobody follows me anywhere else but Twitter. And you know, I I was texting with General Flynn the other day. Because I texted him the show and I said to watch live. And he's like, ah, he has to get off Twitter. Why is he on Twitter? And I'm like, because it's the only place I have any followers, Flynn. Okay. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. We I get- asked him to be on the show. His yes. team responded. They, um, they said that they couldn't or they declined. You've got to go through his son. He's so booked. Well, I don't know his son. <laughs> well, I could anyway. get you his contact. I extended the offer for him to be on whatever to include doing a pre-recorded one. So General Flynn, if you're watching this, number one, I was in the army when you were uh, in some of your command posts. So thank you for that. See, we've got that connection. So you should be on my show. Uh, should be. I'm going to have to talk to him. Anyway. Uh, Wendy's my agent, by the way. I don't know if you guys know that. <laughs> yeah. Tell him the story about, oh my gosh, that was so funny. Ben Gary, <laughs> yeah, Gary, Wendy, uh, and then my show was pretty early too. And my YouTube show was actually just like six weeks old. It was. Podcast I was didn't care. Six months old. Yeah, um, I didn't care. And we we spoke because you Wendy interviewed me outside a school board meeting about Loudoun County CRT school board issues, and mm-hmm. then we probably spoke for like another thirty minutes about human trafficking. We just had a just mm-hmm. a good old. Because yeah, I'm, I was doing that series with John Sparopoulos, yeah, ABC News guy, and we still are doing it. And we've, you know, put out all these short videos. And so he sent me there with a video crew to videotape and do some interviews. We got a lot of good fo- footage from that day. Um, we've used a lot of that, and and we 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 have constructed our stuff. It's called the Poison in the Schools. The website. It's good. And we're, we've constructed our stuff so it'll hold up in court if parents want to use that information um, in lawsuits. So that's that's kind okay. of how we've we've constructed it. Where where can people grab those stuff from the website? Pardon me. Where can parents grab those material? 
if they want to. From the website. I mean, you can use any content on our website. Right. Joe, do you mind uh, throwing that website in the link below? Yeah. The yeah, Poison in Our Schools. Yeah, and, and we're now going through, We I think we've gotten through third grade. Unfortunately, John got sick with long COVID. He's he's well now, but um, we we have been going through wit and wisdom, all the wit and wisdom books, and reading them and breaking them down so that school boards can see actually what is being written in those books. That That's really the stuff that will hold up. You know, it's not just parents testifying. It's also going through the curriculum and also going through uh, the teacher's manuals, exposing the teacher's manuals. People don't know. There you go. Absolutely. You know, people don't know, so... It's, it's really, it's really good. We've we've talked about this a lot in Loudon and on um, uh, uh, Pat uh, Scott Minio's Parents Against Critical Theory. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but yes, we will put this in the show notes and in the description down below afterwards. Yeah, and he he's got a link for me there. Wendy reports. I don't think he's put up a lot of content on that. He he got sick and then it all of the content stopped. So Ta-da. yeah. Yeah, so it's it's been a look. I'm glad I've had the outlet of writing. Um, I really do work hard to get factual information out there. Um, I really do work hard to, you know, unless it, it it's a news piece, unless it's an opinion piece. It's called an opinion piece if it's an opinion piece. That that's all there is to it. Tracy's very strict about that kind of she thing. She researches for hours. I do. I wait for yeah. her. I wait for her to be finished, and it's like. Six o'clock. I'm like, I'm really hungry, mom. I just want to be with you. Abuse. Oh, he's out, you. So we have eight <laughs> seconds. So we're gonna go over because we'll be remiss if um, there's the lies, there's the propaganda. But I think, aside from uh, the killing of Ashley Babbitt, who had she been a black woman, then BLM would have come and they would have burned the Capitol down and they somehow would have blamed that on Trump. Um, but the other, the, just the largest injustice, and if you know anything about incarceration and the environment, the statistics oh, on mental health, um, is exactly what Wendy says here, that the defendants in the January 6th, uh, so those people who are incarcerated right now, are victims of a two-tiered justice system just like we see there's rules for thee not for me when nancy pelosi is getting her hair blown out not wearing a mask because she was trapped and um you know same thing aoc is jumping on ted cruz's back about leaving his constituents and then there's freaking rona outbreak in new york city and in her district and she's in florida um just like there's the rules for thee not for me here the people who've been incarcerated because of January 6th, their constitutional rights are being infringed on. Just completely I, I, trampled. Did you see the letter to America that they wrote? It's There's a video out there. I'll have to find it and send it to you. It's not. amazing. They wrote a long letter. They got together and then they wrote each wrote a paragraph and then they have people on the video reading what these prisoners are saying. And they're wow. basically saying we're so disappointed in the American people because you're not standing up for us. It, it's a try. I don't see how the government has uh, uh, the, the writ corpus, the rights to the body. I don't see how 
due pro their, their constitutional rights are being trampled on. I don't see how due process is happening. They're not being charged with anything in most cases. And even under Espionage Act or or some type of terrorism, the government can't hold those people perpetually, a terrorist, a bona fide terrorist. If Osama bin Laden were still alive and he just walked out and was just like, hey, everyone, we couldn't hold him indefinitely without charging him with no. something. That's not it's how bizarre. things work here. And this is exact. like these articles just say it all. Their due process is being denied uh, the rules are completely different for any any liberals burning down cities, murdering people. They killed David Dorn. They yep. killed hundreds of people, and no one's being charged. And the FBI, we know, has footage of these riots, these murders, Absolutely. these rapes, these assaults, these property damage, these buildings being destroyed, these livelihoods being destroyed. 14,000 hours of video. Yeah. They have. Um, but so do you guys just want to talk some about this and then and then we'll wrap. I'm very proud of Uncover DC. I got to tell you, we've done some amazing journalism there. Tracy's fantastic, such a bright woman, so committed to delivering the truth. And I'm I'm very proud to work for her, I have to say. I can't get it to do what I want it to do. I'm just going to leave it alone. Uh yeah, Thanks I agree. I agree. Tracy's incredible. Uncovered DC is incredible. Guys, if you don't know um, about this website, here it is uh, where you can get all of Wendy's best writing. Um, actually, Wendy's best writing is in the text that she sends us. Those are really classic. <laughs> uh, but her second best writing is for Uncovered DC. Uh, it's an awesome website. And and Tracy Baines is an awesome person. And her podcast, uh, Dark to Light, is available wherever you listen to podcasts. It's also up on Rumble. Um, and Big Tech just pretends like she doesn't exist. So, you know, big, yeah. big F you to Big Tech. Um, but the, the stories here are really good. They're really compelling. What you'll find is different. We'll just click on one. You know, over 48,000 uh, 48, comments on World Health Organization. But here's here's the thing. We'll just click on a random article. I don't know Michael or Michelle Edwards. Um, the great. thing is, there are sources here that you can see. That's what's, see that? that's what's different. And things are linked so you can go and read about it somewhere else. Whereas TNN just says, terrorists tried to take over the world. <laughs> Who? Uh, Trump supporters. <laughs> Where? Every day they, they try and take over the world. Well do, you, well, do you have any evidence? Where's CNN? The only news that matters. Well, leave us. Oh, I'm not even showing the screen. Yeah. So, yeah, I just clicked on a random article, uh, but I didn't realize it wasn't showing the screen. But, yes, you'll, you'll see everything is hyperlinked. Uh, there will be sources all over these things. Um, yeah, so if you don't know about Uncovered GC, go check it out. Um, Follow me here on YouTube if you want to waste your time because YouTube is going to nuke my channel. You heard it here first. So you should follow us on Rumble. Uh, follow Immigrant Corner and connect with Demis there. Um, we've got shops and merch and and things that will piss off your, your uh, liberal friends. The funny thing is Wendy is rocking both of these. She's wearing, she's wearing <laughs> the pink Joe Biden one-star shirt and... Yep. 
our uh, uncloseted conservative shirt and the sweatshirt. Yes. I just got one of these in the mail, this Let's Go Brandon uh, sweatshirt. And it is so soft. I love it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, no one's bought the Trump metallic mug. It kind of bummed me out, you know. I, des- I designed right, I everything. <laughs> no. Uh, but um, I just took a new job, and some of the people in the office have my merch. It's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, it's pretty funny. But, um, yeah, I mean, come on. This this says it all. Like, we, we all need this in our lives. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining the show. I can't thank you enough. Uh, Genevieve, thank you for not being a helpless, worthless, skillless snowflake uh, millennial or yeah, what do we call Gen Zers? I don't even know. I, th- I think I'm an iGen. That's one of the other names I've heard. Wow, I, I haven't even heard this one. Well, thank you for not being like your contemporaries because they suck. They're, they're really bad. Mine do too. It's okay. Millennials are pretty bad. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, I don't Indeed. want to depress myself. Uh everyone, I have four of them. <laughs> everyone watching, thanks for joining. Um, spammers, I'm blocking you right now because they're like these weird Russian characters um going on. Uh, but just like Molly Joy appreciates you guys, I appreciate you as well. And we'll have to do this again soon. And maybe we'll do it with General Flynn next time. Yeah, I'll have to talk to him. thanks so much thanks everyone for watching and we will see you in the next one thanks for listening and i hope you enjoyed this episode of the joe mobley show remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content you can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to thejoemobleyshow.com and hitting support the show now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.